Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Amen. You're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today, my guest is a, my, one of my best friends from kindergarten, Mr. Taylor Davis. He's a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual. Welcome, Taylor. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> Good to be here. Uh, Taylor and I go way back and um, have have been a spiritual brothers for for a long, long time. He's got such great stories to tell uh, just in his life, and it's an honor to have him today. Taylor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, just tell tell me about yourself. I'm uh, born in Lafayette, uh, one of eight children to Beverly and Happy Davis. Um, I'm married to Yvette with two kids, John and Elise. We're uh, empty nesters right now. They're both in college, and we're uh, enjoying enjoying that. We miss them, but we're certainly enjoying the peace. I know what it means to be an empty nester. Uh, so Taylor's, um, I know that his children, he's got his son, Johnny, is uh, at the University of Colorado, and he's involved with Focus uh, and um his daughter and I are going to, uh, and my daughter are going to make this camp in North Carolina. So, you know, the good Lord has been so good to us, and I see his faith just living right down through through his children. Uh, how's been your connection to focus with Johnny? Well, it's that's an interesting story. Uh, you sent a young man to me years back, Ben Domang. Uh, and Ben was the one of the first focus missionaries that I've met. I think he was. And he asked me for a stipend to help him with his mission, as well as a few other people in our lives that have come in to ask, as missionaries do. And fast forward to John going to school in Boulder, Colorado, Yvette and I just wanted to make sure he knew where the Catholic Church was. That was (laughs) one of the main goals. And then I called Ben and I said, Ben, uh, do you know what ROI is? And he said, no, Mr. Taylor, I don't know what that is. I said, that's return on investment. And he said, what, is it, what do you mean? I said, well, I need the names of the focus missionaries at University of Colorado, and I just want to introduce them to John and take him to lunch and go to Mass with him. And, and we did. And we met uh, uh, these two guys, Jake Huber and this guy Luke. And um, and they ministered to John his freshman year, and John had an incredible conversion at the um, at their Boulder at their Buffalo Awakening retreat, and it's just been a powerful thing. John's going on two mission trips with the Focus missionaries. Just got back from Ireland, and uh, just it's just That's been awesome. incredible. He's such a beautiful kid. 
Uh, it's funny you mentioned conversions, and uh, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you today because uh, I know that Taylor just returned back from Mexico City and got to visit the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. We're going to definitely talk about that today. Uh, but in, in conversions, do you feel, and you mentioned that John had a conversion. Tell me about you. Have you, you felt like in your life you've had a conversion, and if so, when? Oh, man. You know, I think I've had many conversions. You know, we we kind of climb up that mountain and we, we fall down that mountain many times. Um, but it seems like the older I get, things get more clearer uh, when you talk about conversions. And, and uh, I've been saying a lot, it's all in God's time. And, um, and you know, I, I made Garcia a few years back and that was certainly a turning point in my life. It was a phenomenal retreat to to get more clear um it's kind of scary todd we're we're in the cradle we're in the cradle of catholicism and uh and lafayette as we're talking about cajun catholics and you know we have a lot of things that are given to us and um and when you think about all those things that are given are, are we using them and i think god wants us to use them and we're called to use them and so um i i think that you know, we have many conversions. Yeah, you know, um, the inspiration for Cajun Catholics was just what you mentioned. You look around, you pick up your head, you know, when you're in prayer, and then you get off your knees and you look up and you look everywhere around you around Acadiana. There's just one amazing story after another as it as it pertains to the Catholic faith and to our spirituality. And that's what inspired me. And I think there's so many great stories. And mine starts with you because, you know, uh, <clears throat> my faith life came from my mother. But as a, as a friend or a mentor or, or a, uh, someone who was walked the, the, in life with me at a very young age, we were in kindergarten together, it was always your faith. You know, and, and if, if you don't know, Taylor's brother is Father Hampton Davis. His family, I believe, is from New Orleans. Um, and my family had a connection to New Orleans. But, you know, we, we, we've just, uh, he's always been a faithful person. It has always touched me as somebody that, that God was bringing along with me and somebody to urge me. And I, I owe most of my spiritual life to Taylor. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that time I wanted to do a rosary with you. And you, <laughs> you, you said no. And I was like, <laughs> He'll do rosaries with me now all the time. Yeah, I've been saying a rosary for a long time, but not not a group rosary. Uh, it's something that in my life I've, I've done better with, but it's something that's a struggle for me. Um, but that's funny. Uh, so I did a little research with Our Lady of Guadalupe. We'll talk about that now. Uh, you know, um, the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe is, that's that, you know, for the kids in social media world, this is not a picture of something. This is an image that was, I believe, uh, ingrained on 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 on, a, on a, some type of coat, maybe. Uh, right. It was uh, called a tilma, and I'm certainly no expert on the subject. But having just come back from there, we're full of a lot of information. We were it's like taking a sip out of a fire hose, and uh, the the garment was called a tilma that Saint Juan Diego was wearing, and uh, it's it is it's it's like a uh, a coat. It was a cold day. When he yeah, and so I read a little bit, and the, 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 he had collected these roses on the mount where they were found that were not indigenous to that area, and he, the, the bishop wanted some proof that it was the Virgin Mary, and he, he put the flowers in his coat, and when he, when he took the coat off, 
the, the image of what you see at Our Lady of Guadalupe was inside the, the, the coat. And it's, it's the same today as it was then, which was like 400 years ago. And I saw something cool, a connection that caught my eye. St. Juan Diego was beatified on May 6th, which is my mom's birthday. And uh, that's always a special day for me. And the other thing that was cool, you may not have seen this, but it, they did some, they, they magnified the eyes of, of, uh, of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and they saw 14 people inside the eyes, and it was the original image of the, the people who had seen that image. It was what she was seeing. It's very supernatural. It's really, I tell you, I encourage everyone to make that pilgrimage um, we we did it with uh, Magnificat Travel, which just did a phenomenal job of taking us through. It was really neat to see the history of the, the Aztec and the Mayan Indians, who are a very very spiritual people. Um, so it was, it's important to understand their history because they were a very spiritual. Their life was built around their their spiritual life mm -hmm. uh, the problem was is that that they did human sacrifice and so it's not a mi mystery at all why our lady uh, and god decided to put our lady in the middle of that uh, because that needed to stop obviously and it was just just amazing to see that this, this very spiritual people um, embrace our lady in the way that they did and it was it's it was like being in the middle of a miracle uh, you know I know life is a miracle every every day we can open our eyes and just right here in Acadiana and there's miracles happening every day if we're only open to them but when you're in the middle of this you know four churches and this huge basilica and the basilica was built in a way they have these eight doors huge doors that if you're standing uh, you could be standing a thousand yards back and if you can see the door and see through the door, you can see the tilma and the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. It is, it's incredible. People are crawling on their knees to come to Our Lady uh, for healing, uh, for, it, 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 it's just, the feeling's incredible. We were in mass, we, there on, we were there Palm Sunday, and let me tell you, these people, they don't just, hold the palms they wave the palms mm. and in the faith that they have and you could just see it in their eyes and it truly you know language was not a barrier it was you know the universal language of christianity and it was incredible my personal story was i, I was sitting at the 10 o'clock mass because you had to get in to get a seat and we were waiting for the 11 o'clock mass because my brother, Father Hampton, and Father Roy Lee were blessed to be able to serve at the altar um, for that 11 o'clock Mass and right under the tilma. And so we're, we're waiting and we're going, you know, we're listening to the Mass and, and uh, there's just, you know, thousands of people around. And all of a sudden, I, uh, you know, I'm kind of, in this trance of, of I can't believe I'm here and I, I had this smell of roses and uh, you know I look around because there's a lot of flowers around people are bringing flowers to them there's rosaries that are made out of roses and I'm looking around saying did somebody take something out did somebody bring these roses 
And no, they didn't. And I'm, I asked my wife, I said, Yvette, do you smell the roses? And she didn't. And it was just an amazing mm-hmm. a moment for me to, to know that our mother was wrapping her arms around me in that moment and that I was supposed to be there in that miracle. What a blessing. You're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. I'm your host, Todd Citron, and today's guest is my close friend, uh, Taylor Davis. Uh, Taylor's a financial advisor from Northwestern Mutual. Um, He's been doing that since college, and, you know, uh, as a person, I wanted to ask you this question that sells life insurance and financial advice. You know, uh, our faith life is all about working our way towards the end of our life. You know, does that go in? Do you think about that much when you're when you're doing your job at work? And how does your work play into your faith life? And it, it, do they are they are they do they overlap sometimes? Absolutely. You know, I've thought about that many times over the years. Um, that as we're advising people for their financial security, that ultimately the reason they want to be secure is because they want to be safe. And and you know, if we trust in God, uh, we, we're going to be safe. And so, yeah, absolutely, it's, it is a part of our practice. Uh, I would have to say, just like, you know, my conversions sometimes have been stronger than others. And uh, it, it's something that we have to keep in front of us that, you know, we're doing the right thing for our clients. And we know that their safety and security is the most paramount thing. And, mm-hmm. and so we pray for them often, I'll tell you that. You know, uh, again, talking about conversion my daughter asked me about you know how does a conversion happen you know and what happens right before a conversion and all that and my dad used to like jigsaw puzzles and we used to play them when I was kids and I I look at it like this like you're putting in pieces of a puzzle your whole life and that's what's what's leading up to the conversion and the conversion moment is when you put the last piece into the puzzle and I feel like at that moment you see the face of Christ the puzzle is the face of Christ and, and it inspires you to create a whole nother puzzle. And for the rest of your life, you're putting in those pieces which are different, which are more geared towards towards God. The first puzzle to me is, is about Jesus. The second puzzle is about God the Father and working your way towards them, towards him. But, you know, I feel like buying life insurance, I'm going to be a salesman for you, is the most selfless thing that you could do. It's something that's biblical because it's not about you. There's no benefit to you when you purchase life insurance. It's all about your kids and your grandkids, and, and it's something that I feel real good about, I know, in, in, in my, my financial decisions in life. Um, Amen. So, um, <clears throat> so uh, I know that recently you made an axe retreat, and I, I, I've done that as well. It's been a couple of years, but your, yours was more recent. Tell me about how that touched your life. Oh, man, we, we had an incredible retreat. Um, I went with my parish, St. Pius X, and we were probably about 50 men. I'm not quite sure of the number. But, Ty, what I'm most excited about is that the Axe Retreat is trying to bring men to the, back to their parish. Mm-hmm. And they, we had some other people from other parishes that don't do Axe. And I encourage all those pastors out there to bring Axe to their parishes because it is a strong, strong testament to Jesus Christ and, and what, what he needs to be doing in our parishes. And we need to bring our men back. That's been our, I've been thinking about that and praying about that for probably the last I don't know, a couple of years. I think, uh, you know, when all the last bad news came out of Pennsylvania, 
um, you know, the day after that news, we had that river run with Father Champagne, the Eucharist River uh, trip, and I, I never felt so proud more to be so proud to be a Catholic on that day. And it was, there was a lot of men, you know, there was a lot of men driving those boats and it, that image of, of that, those men driving those boats and, and leading their families on this, on this adventure to follow the Eucharist. It was so powerful, man, in the midst of that 100 degree weather uh, to see all these men come out and, and I truly think that our church uh, needs our men to come back and needs to be leaders. Um, I'm not, I'm certainly know that we have the women. That's not, that's <laughs> not the issue. Uh, but we need to have our men come back. And Acts just uh, did an incredible job of, um, of focusing in on that. And um, I, I encourage all men to try to do that. And I, you know, you and I have talked about it. I think people should make Crescio and then do Acts because mm-hmm. it's a great one-two combination uh, for ultimately conversion. I think so, you know, and and it's just one of those rebirth situations where you you go in there and um, you know we we all get um, complacent in our spiritual life and in, in our our families and our business, and we we need motivation. We need God to uphold us and. You know, it's almost like the sacraments, you know, um, Acts Retreat is is all about the sacraments. It's about confession and definitely about sort of reconfirmation. And uh, and then you meet brothers for life. Uh, but we're so blessed in South Louisiana. Uh, to I think we are, we hold the keys to the kingdom of, of all of the Catholic Church. I've always felt that way, I feel like. Um, so I know you read a lot um, and... Um, you know, tell me some of the books that have inspired you throughout your spiritual life. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I wish I read more, but um, I had... Uh, Taylor was reading before we knew how to read. His parents <laughs> made him read when we were kids, and we were all freaked out about that. Uh, um, the most recent one I'm reading now was Coming Down the Mountain. When you come down, down when you come off of these retreats, you feel you're on this high, right? And, you know, for the first two weeks, you, you, you know, the, the devil can't even touch you. He's trying, but he can't because you're just, you're, you're full of the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, this book does a phenomenal job coming down the mountain of just, just reminding you what, what that retreat was all about and kind of, um, you know, setting it forward of how you can just take one thing a day, you know, it's just like I learned on the Axe Retreat. If, you, if you're you know, going down the road and you're going in a direction and you just go one degree off of where you need to go and 100 miles later, you are 200 miles away from where you need to be. Lost. Lost, right? And so if you just do one thing, one thing, it's not complicated. And that's what we, we try to complicate things is just do one thing in your life that um that you can change and work on and pray about and ask Jesus for the help to do it. I uh I've been so blessed to have a spiritual director after my retreat at Our Lady of the Oaks. This this priest, Father Jeff Putoff, offered to do FaceTime with me uh, oh one time a week. And we do a fifteen minute FaceTime 
and it's just that mirror that little mirror it's 15 minutes mm -hmm. what could that be you know but it makes me think about hey what are we going to talk about that he asked me about to do in um 15 minutes you know mm -hmm. i mean you think that's nothing you know you got to have an hour no it's just so powerful that little 15 minutes that has been in my life um incredible the, that that mirror that he holds up um he always asks, what, what do you think God thinks of you going on that retreat? What do you, what do you, how do you think he, he thinks that? You know, what does he think about that? I couldn't even say it. I couldn't even pray to God, what do you think about that? It took me like a year to even have that conversation. And, um, and it's, just, it's, just, it's just incredible. Again, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Uh, today's guest is Taylor Davis, and uh, he's a true witness to faith. And, and I think we've talked about a lot of things available to good Catholics out there in Acadiana, whether it's Our Lady of the Oaks Retreat, Silent Retreat, uh, Manresa, which I've attended some. And, you know, we have Curcia and Axe Retreat, um, so many things, you know, um, uh, Charlene Richard. I mean, my goodness, uh, there's just so many wonderful things, uh, the Carmelites. But um, tell me uh, about, you know, having a brother that's a priest. I think that's something that uh, Taylor's got a big family like the Von Trapps. You know, they, they, these guys are all sing and they, 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 their weddings, have, which I've been uh, very lucky to attend several. And, and it's just beautiful. And, and what's it like having a priest that's a brother? Well, I always tell people he was my brother first. <laughs> and so uh, I know that we like to put priests up on pedestals often and 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 we can't do that and uh, my relationship with my brother is first a friend and uh, an incredible friend I feel so blessed to have uh, Hampton in my life because we're, we're so much alike and you know you have to you have to keep each other in line and and we we often do that but I think one of the my favorite parts is just having the being so blessed to have a home mass uh, my mother who passed away a couple of years ago we did a lot of home masses um, when she was when she was sick and and we you know we do it do them often and it just it just feels like that's the way our, our founding fathers that's how they had to do it you know they did home masses and in 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 the you know to protect themselves Absolutely. mainly, uh, but that's been a very incredible grace in our life. Is you know we can we can have a mass at the drop of the hat, and that's just that's just incredible. Yeah, imagine just you know I know um, funerals, um, marriages, confirmations, baptism, things that Hampton has done with the family, and how special that is. You know, it's 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 amazing. He's actually come out to our duck camp and done a mass for just a couple of duck hunters, just because you know. And it was one one of one of the things I'll never forget in my life. It was just a very moving for all that, that were in attendance. But that's that's nice. Well, um, so we got a few minutes left on the show. Um, what's in your future? What 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 what's the big plans? What, what you got going on? Oh, so much. I wanted to mention the Family Missions Company. Yes, I know you've had uh, Pablo on the show to talk about that, but they just purchased the Woodman of the World campsite and they are changing into a much needed Catholic retreat center and I know a lot of folks know about it because their children have attended Bible camps out there 
But the coolest thing is they family missions needed so much for themselves. They needed for them their needs. Last September they commissioned sixty missionaries. Sixty missionaries and they didn't have enough room to put them all up. They come in and train them, their families for three months. And so I, I during right before my retreat I got to go out and see Joe Summers and he gave me a tour of the facility. I encourage anyone to go out and see what's going on out there. They are transforming the woodmen of the world. You will not recognize it. In a couple of months, it's going to be, they're kind of going for a Cajun Lodge look, and it's going to be, it's going to be the retreat place of choice, I think, in the mm. future. And so any help you the can. The home of Cajun Catholics. That's right. That's right. And uh, I, I got to go see their facility out at Big Woods, too, and I'd never been out there, shame to say. But man, they just built a new office out there, and they have a beautiful chapel, um, and it, it, the the Holy Spirit is truly moving through through them. And so I'm going to try to help them where I can. And uh, where is the retreat center? It's the Woodman of the Worlds. It, it's right outside of Abbeville Woodman okay. of the World facility. Um, I forget the name they're calling it, but. Uh, Next time I come on, so it's in Abbeville. It's in Abbeville. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And and if if someone wanted to to donate to that cause, how would they do so? Um, you'd call Joe Summers. If you look up Catholic missionaries on the internet, the first thing that's going to come up is Family Missions Company. They are the largest Catholic mission company in the United States. Believe it or not, right wow. here in Cajun country, and so. That would be the best way to do it is, uh, is is to go to the web and look up Family Missions Company. And I encourage you to do it. And even if you can't give, maybe go out there and volunteer some time to help them uh, rebuild that facility. Mm-hmm. And take a look. It is so peaceful. It's, it's really going to be a, uh, a wonderful place for our uh, Catholic retreats. Awesome. Uh, okay. Are we wrapping up? We got uh, about two minutes left in the show. Well, I just wanted to pray in thanksgiving for Our Lady. Um, Jesus and God have given Our Lady to go to and be a mediator to them. And I encourage, you know, it's something in my life that uh, I hadn't done very much. I mean, a little, you know, but I, I, my, Yvette and I, my wife, did the consecration to Mary, uh, the Marian consecration before we went. And I, I still wasn't there, but man, when I got to Our Lady of Guadalupe, and these were the words she said to Juan Diego on December 9th, 1531. Know for certain, least of my sons, that I am the perfect and perpetual Virgin Mary, mother of true God, through whom everything lives, the Lord of all things near and far, the master of heaven and earth. It is my earnest wish that a temple be built here to my honor. Here I will demonstrate, I will exhibit, I will give all my love, my compassion, my help and my protection to the people. I am your merciful mother, the merciful mother of all of you who live united in this land and of all mankind, of all those who love me, of those who cry to me, of those who seek me, of those who have confidence in me. Here I will here I will hear their weeping, their sorrow, and, their, and, and will remedy and alleviate all their multiple sufferings, necessities, and misfortunes. She is the mother of America's Our Lady of Guadalupe. So I, I, just, I just wanted to 
read that because it, it just touched me so much going there and uh i think it'll touch our listeners too taylor i want to thank you so much for being on the show i love you you're my best friend and uh it's just been a real uh honor for you to, to be here today uh, again you're listening to cajun catholics uh unleash the catholic in you and god bless you all thank you taylor thank you <laughs>